Oh, hello, creepies and crawlies, and welcome, welcome. We are live again for another episode of Ice Cream Queens, and I would like to take a moment to bring in my co-hosts. I don't have a goat. <laughs> I'm just warning you, I don't have a goat. I brought Scooby no with goat. me. So I, don't, I don't have my goat with me, so Fair. it's just going to be us and Scooby. How is everyone doing this evening? I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yeah. I, I think that we keep going through this everybody's sick routine. So, Kat, it was um, you last week, right? The last show, yes. Last show, but I'm, yes. Yeah, I'm better now. It's it's continuous. It's it's Passing ever returning infinity of sickness. By the way, I love Eli commenting already. I don't have a goat. I don't uh, have the goat. I don't have a okay. goat. I don't have a goat. And then I saw our friend um, Huff from Huff Photo that was commenting. So hello, hello. All right. So big news Hi, this Brian. week on the horror far front. Who has watched the new Hellraiser? I have not. I've, I haven't. Have not had a chance to, to get away. No one else in my family is like super horror buff except for my oldest. And and it, oh. we haven't had the time to get together and yeah. thing. Yeah, okay, I was so, gonna say I'm on the Munsters and the Hocus Pocus too. I haven't gone as far as Hellraiser yet, so yeah. okay, I did okay. watch. I did watch Hocus Pocus too, and half of the Munsters. Yeah, you had to break it. I had to do it in twos. Also, I had to break it in half one night and then go to the second half. Yeah, I um I've watched the Munsters. Do, do we care to give our opinions on it? For those awesome. yeah, let's go. Let's do it. Okay, let's go, Munsters. Um, I liked. That they kept it cartoony and silly. I wasn't expecting that from the director, but good job on that. Um, the pacing to me was very odd. There was a lot of extra slow scenes with Lily Munster and very, I think he was trying for like avant-garde dramatic kind of, I don't know what he was trying for, but the whole time I was just sitting here like, okay, please, please get to the next Scene, please I have a toddler I'm trying to watch it this with a toddler. please get to the next scene um but that was at least my first half of it I I was okay with Lily I really liked uh Herman and the rest of the characters from what I've seen so far hopefully I'm hoping I like Lily a little more in the end okay all right Kat how about you I liked, okay, so like I kind of read a little bit about how I guess it was going to be before I watched it. So I went in, go, you know, went in knowing kind of what um, I guess Rob Zombie was trying to depict in the, in the movie. But um, I really like, if you look at how he was bringing out those like vivid colors and all the, like the imagery and stuff in the movie, it was so good. Like I loved like how, when you looked at a scene, you would see like a vivid purple and a blue and a green, like all in the same frame. And it just, it turned out just magical. I thought as far as that went, um, I thought Lily did a really good job because it just, she's such a quirky character in it and it just she was more so in it with this one but it just kind of like I don't know there was something kind of fun about all of it I just I I I personally I enjoyed it so I don't I don't have any complaints Eli just asked um Lily don't do the sherry laugh did she 
didn't do no I no I, no no, I no. she it. was Lily yeah she played Lily really well I thought so I actually um I enjoyed it there were Lauren I think you and I are kind of on the same page with a couple aspects of it I thought it was very slow moving and I too was actually watching it with some younglings and that were under the age of five and I, um, they both got a little bored and ran away at some point. So um, I like that it was kind of in the vein and they did go back and do a lot of pranks that were, or a lot of gag bits from the original series. So I think mm -hmm. that there was that element of keeping it true to the original series. I thought um, casting Herman, he was phenomenal. I mean, he was mm -hmm. dead on. Um, even grandpa was really good. I oh, have yeah. a difficult time. Do not get me wrong. I love Sherry Moon Zombie. I I pretty much love everything she's in. Baby Firefly is one of my character, my favorite characters, and I know I'm I'm just like, um, I am I don't always love Rob Zombie's movies, but there are generally aspects of them that I do really enjoy, and um, and it's usually her to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. I just think she's a Same. fun character, um. Trying to follow someone like Yvonne DiCarlo as Lily Munster becomes very difficult, in my opinion. And she was trying very, I thought she did, I thought she was trying to, and she was trying to kind of keep mm -hmm. it that um, elegant, classy type character. But I think there was an aspect of that that was lost. But I'm also looking at the very end and realizing she was kind of stepping into that character um, as they moved into the house and she was basically saying we're going to go out and we're going to meet our neighbors and it doesn't care what they are and we're going to go out and we're going to meet them so she was kind of stepping into that role and I think that a lot of people have to stop and think that this is a um, origin story for Herman mm -hmm. and yeah. Lily like so the they have yeah yes um, they don't have the kids as of yet and it is a um, it starts it stops right where the show picks up in my opinion so or more kind of in that era area I I just wish uh, she would have put a little more of herself into the character. It seemed almost like she was trying to be like a Lily Munster impersonator instead of, okay, this is what it was before and I'm going to draw aspects from that, but I'm going to throw in a little bit of, you know, this too. I, I wish she would have made it a little more herself instead of trying to like be that specific Lily Munster, if that makes sense. No, that makes perfect sense. Cause that was actually one of the things that we were discussing in my house. Um, the Cabana boy and I were discussing the characters. And one of the things that we really liked about um, Herman and grandpa is that they were very much the, their own versions of the characters, but they did pay homage to the original series and did it very well. So, I mean, it was, it was a good parallel and I, I'm kind of like you, I kind of wish now that I would have seen a little bit more of her personality um, because initially I thought it was kind of a, a, a knockoff of, Yvonne DiCarlo, but I, I think maybe one of the reasons she really stuck with like, I'm going to do it specifically this way is because mm -hmm. her personality is more, at least from what we've seen her play in like house of a thousand corpses and all that. She plays like the, you know, really out there kind of uh, insane chick. Yes. Yes. And I feel like if she'd have brought that to Lily, it almost would have like, and she kept the romance with it, it almost mm -hmm. would have been like, and it's Morticia. Um, it was so close. Yeah. It was, yeah. So I feel like maybe that's why she didn't. I, I don't know. I would love to ask her. I would too. I think that would be fun. We'll, we'll have to hunt her down at the next. Uh, <laughs> does she ever go to cons? I don't even know. 
Um, we'll, just, it, we'll just invite her on the show. We'll right. Here we, here we go. Here we go. PSA. Our DMs are open. <laughs> yeah. Chat, chat with us. Speaking of chatting, we have a really cool guest coming in this evening. Um, you can find her on Instagram as C Raven Final Girl. I do believe she's on TikTok as well. Um, can we bring her in? Let's go. Hello, Shannon. Hello. How are you? Hello. Welcome. I'm good. Welcome. How are you? Doing great. Thank you. So do you have a moment that you can tell a little bit about yourself and um, just kind of how you came to be part of this group this evening? Yeah, um, I am. I am Shannon. I am from Long Island. I am a, a part of Long Island Paranormal Investigators. And I, I wrote a book about some of my experiences um, with a location that we investigated for over a year. Um, and I had a crazy experience and a spirit attachment from it. And I oh. felt all of her emotions at once. And so it was kind of overwhelming and I felt the need to write it out. It just came out in poetry. Um, and I felt like she should be heard. So I wanted to get her, her story out there. So. Oh, what? that's wow. awesome. Yeah. So, the book. Yes. so it's a dream within a screen, a collection of automatic writings from a spirit attachment. So this is my book. <laughs> and where can we find that if someone um, wants to get it? So it's going to be sold through my website, uh, screen.com. Right now that's going to my Instagram because it's not completely set up yet. So you could get it through PayPal. Okay. okay or, cool. um, or Venmo. You could just go through my link tree. Do you have a moment that you might read us a quick excerpt from the book? Sure. Um, my poems are mostly untitled, so okay. Um, okay. It, it doesn't have a title, but I'll read it. Okay. Bear with me. I, I might stumble a little. That's okay. So. We stumble a lot here. <laughs> <laughs> I loved you even though I never wanted to. You crept into my soul when I wasn't looking, leaving me blind to your ambition. I loved you when, they refused, when you refused to love me back. You planted a line just to draw back as I took that bait. Here I was thinking it was fate. I loved you during the greatest moments. Wrapped in your arms, I never felt safer. And I never felt such loneliness as I do when you go to her, leaving me alone in my thoughts of shame. I loved you when you would disappear for days at a time, not knowing if it was your fault or mine, wondering if you had changed your mind and if I'm being left behind. I loved you even though I shouldn't have, when you begged me to go, but I stayed, when you couldn't take me anymore, so I held on tighter. I loved you though you asked me not to. You crept in on my into my soul, it was out of control. It left a mark, a holy spark that kept us falling back to each other and I'm afraid to let it go. Afraid of the falling, the crashing, the breaking of my heart. It was fragile before, but now it's shattered apart. I loved you more than I could bear, but losing you hurts more than any pain I've ever felt. I love the cards we had drawn, just not the ones that we were dealt. When all is said and done, I loved you. You were the one. The end. Wow. Oh, that wow. is beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you. <laughs> Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you for letting me share it. I appreciate that. So I do want to comment um, in, in the event that you hear chiming through the show tonight. Do you care to tell us where you are and what you're doing right now? <laughs> no, I don't mind. Um, so I'm actually sitting in the lobby of a Quality Inn at Gettysburg um, in Pennsylvania because we're here with our group and we've been investigating the battle. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, so I'm sorry. That's the Quality Inn. 
Actually, yeah, there are claims that, <laughs> that it is haunted. Um, and I have had experiences here before in the past. Um, we generally stay in the same area. So it's kind of shaped like this. And then there's a building in the middle. And there's like a little side building. So we're usually on the one that's shaped in the back. Um, that's in the back. So we could see up the drive. And I would constantly see like this male soldier at night, just like walking back and forth. And it just actually just today, I found out that there's a little house out there that was supposedly like an officer's quarters. So I was like, I've told you Whoa. guys this for years and you never tell me. I'm I'm the... Um, the sensitive in the group so that's what i do so i'm like why wouldn't you just tell me they're like because oh you thought <laughs> it was cool and i'm like i felt crazy <laughs> so i we've had really cool experiences here um we nice. had a really cool experience last night so i'm actually excited to go over the audio from that so oh, cool so yeah. what you're saying is if something starts floating behind you screen record yeah yes. yeah okay. <laughs> definitely do. definitely <laughs> Well, I can great. only imagine the amount of residual energy and things that you yeah. would probably catch and see somewhere, especially like Gettysburg. I, that would be a hotbed for that kind of thing. Yeah, oh, definitely. definitely. There's definitely a lot of claims of that where people are like, oh, I just saw those reenactors over there, like on the battlefield. And they're like, we didn't have any reenactors scheduled for today. And they're like, oh. Well, somebody well, was reenacting, cool. but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or just maybe really reliving cool. over and over again. Yeah. Re and they're like stuck in a loop. Reunliving. Yeah. I love that. They're like stuck in a loop sometimes. Yep. So it's sad. It's like what? Groundhog Day for Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Wake up, yeah. do it again. Oh, I get shot today. Wake up, do it again. Shot, oh, I get, yep, shot, get today. shot today. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I know. I'm so sorry. That's that's a little uh, so speaking of, <laughs> don't we have like a, a warning thing? Yes, we have <laughs> because we have a tendency. Who wants to read it this evening? I'll go. Warning: right. This show may contain strong language or disturbing topics, which may be unsuitable for children, and mm -hmm. unusual humor, which may be unsuitable for adults. That's pretty much all the time. We're unsuitable for everything. That's what I keep being told. So <laughs> I love it. Now, tonight, we're actually bringing you in. Um, we want to talk to you about the paranormal investigation thing, but we also have a very specific topic because, as you know, we are celebrating the 53rd anniversary of Scooby-Doo. And yes. I, am I safe to say that we all grew up on Scooby, watching Scooby, loving Scooby, yes. sharing it with our friends, our kids, grandkids in some cases? Um Scooby-Doo is one of the first programs that I can personally think of that mainstreamed paranormal investigation. And without Scooby-Doo, I don't think that we would have had shows like Cold Check the Night Stalker from 1974, X-Files, which I think 1990, Supernatural. Um, so I, it did play a huge role in a lot of the um, paranormal-based shows, but I think it also kind of played a huge role in paranormal investigations in the lives of a lot of personal people. So let's, um, let's just kind of jump right into topic and let's start, let's start chatting about Scooby a little bit. Cause I think that all of this is going to kind of tie in together. Um, so as I said, you know, we're 53 years into the show and there has been a lot of changes over the years. Um, what do you think has been the most impactful evolution? 
most impactful evolution um i'm a big fan of crossovers so when supernatural crossed over with scooby-doo like that to me was the ultimate like yes moment uh so i'm gonna have to go with that um closely followed by uh, i believe they've made it official now like velma is into girls as, as well as guys Yes. So yeah, they've they've officialized that, and so I'm I'm kind of like those are my top two favorites. Okay, all right. Cat, <laughs> is there anything that stands out with you that you just recall about the evolution that you're just like? You I don't like know that I've been gone? following the evolution of Scooby Doo at all. I remember watching it as a kid growing up. Honestly, like um, the ending was always the best, where they'd always like pull the head off the person like the face off ending and be like oh mayor jenkins and it was always <laughs> funny how um Fred you just and, say like, <laughs> like they'd be like mayor jenkins or something mayor, you know it always mayor it would always be like the figurehead of the city or the well-to-do like neighbor it was always somebody who they least expected and then um <laughs> I don't know. And then who was it? Thelma and Fred. Is that who the two that would always just like disappear? Daphne. We'll split up. Daphne. Daphne, Daphne and Fred. I'd be like, we'll split up. And Daphne and Fred were always gone for an extremely long period of time. <laughs> <laughs> that was good thinking on their end because I would totally be like, yes, we'll go take the shack out back and go check See it what's for over there. And- <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh my God. So, I mean, you know, as far as, like, yeah, that that was Scooby-Doo growing up. You just always knew it just, I don't know, it's just fun. Yeah, I, I have to second that. I do love the whole pulling the masks off, and they're like, old man, Murphy! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the chickens! They're yeah. jinking! Um, yeah. But to jump off of that, I also, that was a great lesson growing up. The The scary things are human they're not like the monsters and the werewolves and ghosties and all that the the real real scary ones out there are the humans yeah that's deep (laughs) 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 so shannon what would you say has been your most um or i guess your favorite or the most impactful evolution evolutionary moment within scooby how do I do have Scooby? Um, I don't know that I have a favorite moment or like from the show, yeah. but I have a love for the show because of me being a medium and being a little kid and not understanding that and having people tell me that I was, you know, crazy and stuff, trying to figure out what is this and trying to find those answers. And that's what drew me to the show trying to figure out what is that mystery? Who's talking to me? And can I pull off their mask and find out who they are? You know, and so that's what really drew me to that show. Um, yeah, sorry. That's how did, no, um, how did, uh, no, I'm just kind of curious knowing that you are a medium and um, was it something that was able to help you become comfortable with that ability or was it, I mean, did it shed any light on what was going on with you at that point in your life? Um, I felt like, I felt like there was people out there that could potentially understand Mm -hmm. the fear I had of that. Um, And I guess you don't 
don't have to be sensitive as a child to be afraid of monsters and stuff like that. Um, but it helped me. I, I have the drive to figure out what is it? Why is this happening? And um, how can I help? You know, so. And that's what led me into joining a paranormal group because it was, you know, it's like my own, my own little Scooby-Doo. <laughs> so. Your Scooby gang. Yeah. <laughs> that's me in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, Dale? Um, I probably think that, um, I don't know that I really have a um, an impactful evolutionary moment. I think it was just the, the time that it kind of relaunched back into um, mainstream society with, uh, what was that, with uh, Cartoon Network back in, what was that, 99 when they purchased? So Cartoon Network actually purchased the Warner Brothers catalog and reintroduced Scooby back into mainstream society and that was kind of one of those things where it was a show that I grew up on that I absolutely loved but like my my kids had never seen it um at the time my oldest was old enough to kind of enjoy it and it was pre-aria but um just being able to introduce her to those characters and have her kind of grow up watching Scooby and loving Scooby as much as I did was kind of a great um I think that was probably what I liked most about it um you know i yeah, I was very fascinated with the uh, paranormal investigation and, and stuff too when I was younger, but I don't think it had, Scooby had that impact in that I realized that, you know, you could go out and do it, but it didn't have the um, whole... It is live. Yes, it is live. Very much so. But um, I don't think that it was the reason that I went out and did paranormal investigation. It was just kind of told me that it was something that we could do. So, but yeah. Nice. What about favorite episodes or favorite movies? I, I'm going to have to definitely go with the live action movie. Just for the casting alone. I mean, I uh, cannot. It yeah. was yes! so <laughs> well cast. Oh my God. I cannot think of a more perfect cast than who they got for every single role. And they all just nailed the parts. And then the, like, oh, the yeah. scene where... Uh, all of their spirits jump out and they're like flipping bodies and then they're having to act like the other character really show just how well of acting. It's not, oh, they can act this character really good. They can act like any. It was, oh, I was I watched it recently just to kind of touch up for this show. And I had forgotten how much I love that movie. Can I take a moment before we jump over to the next one? Because I almost forgot. We have an audience participation question that would tie right into this topic. Who is your favorite Scooby-Doo villain? Just leave us the answer in the in the comments. And as you're answering our question, uh, Lauren, we're going to uh, jump back to you. As you're answering the question, go ahead and also tell us who your favorite villain is. Can I make one up? Okay, sorry. Um, it's, who's the favorite Scooby-Doo villain? When we were talking earlier, we were unmasking, and I was like, oh, old man Murphy. And <laughs> that's actually a TikToker. Um <laughs> His name just sounds like he would be a Scooby-Doo villain. So oh. I kind of, I want this now to exist. Um, so I'm going to have to go with the Old Man Murphy. Old Man Murphy. Old Man Murphy. <laughs> all right. He's a new villain. We're going to learn all about him soon. Oh, Geek Gumshoe says spooky space coot. I agree. 
I love Spooky Space Coop, but he's not my favorite. Cat. Oh, you know, like, I honestly, it's been some years. It's been a lot of years, actually, since I've watched an episode. I couldn't, I can't remember them, honestly. They just, everything blends together, I think, from the cartoon. So I just, I don't remember. Wait. I didn't do the homework. Wait. Go back. Go back. There was, there was a the Joker. Joker? The Joker. Uh, was that possibly in one of these Scooby-Doo Batman crossovers? Anybody? Nope. Anybody? No Just idea. tell us. Okay. No. No Somebody idea. Google it and tell us in the comments. Oh, <laughs> wait. There we go. Scooby-Doo. Nice. Oh, well, okay. yeah, there's Batman and Robin right there. So. Oh, yeah. Shannon, how about you? So I liked the, um, the red beard pirate dude. Oh, yes. Arr. That was a classic. Oh, yeah. So, was, it, <laughs> was that your favorite what? episode too? Or no. Or? no. No, I, I liked the live action movie. I agree with Lauren. The casting was perfect. It was well done. I don't technically right. love live action um, movies, but that, they did that one pretty good. That one. Like from cartoon. Yeah. Wonderful. And they, they didn't they didn't skirt away from cheesing it up with like the cartoon stuff. There's a whole like they're running off of the thing that just dropped and then Scooby is still like running in the air and it look and then falls down and they I cannot whoever directed that did all of that. Good job. Very, very good job. Oh, Joey the land or Joey the Roadie landlord. Joey the landlord. He's got a new role now. Landlord. <laughs> Joey the Roadie said that. That sounds uh, like a villain the right landlord. there. Joey the landlord. I know Joey the landlord's gonna be our new Scooby villain. Our new villain. Okay. So my favorite Scooby villain, I mean I probably should have grabbed a picture of him, but um Ben Ravencroft from The Witch's Ghost. It I mean, first of all, it was Tim Curry voicing the character, so you can't go wrong there. But I mean he was actually he was a really cool character and he kind of harkened to um Xanatos from Gargoyles, which was another one that I really liked. But um okay, so I'm gonna have to tell you. My favorite is not a normal Scooby movie, Scooby episode. My absolute favorite thing, and I most people don't even remember this, but there was some comment, some content that came out. Oh, there we go. That's Ben Ravencroft. I like him. Um, so there was some content that came out when Cartoon Network was relaunching Scooby. Um, it was right after the release of Zombie Island, which kind of brought Scooby back and then actually had him had them fighting um, like real ghosts and monsters. And that kind of kicked off that movement. But um, there was a series of uh, shorts that were buffers in between. And it was called the, the Scooby-Doo Project. And it was very much in the vein of Blair Witch. I was going to say, um, that looks like the Blair Witch cover right there. It was funny. It was weird. It was creepy. And I mean, it was straight up Blair Witch to the point that, um, like, they got lost in the woods. They were trying to find the map. And evidently, like, Shaggy ate it with some cheese whiz on it or something like that. But it, you can find it on YouTube. And if you get a chance, I highly recommend to watch it. It is so much fun um and you have this whole animation over uh live action like or live so yeah it's kind of blending the two together so you have like real life and animation kind of over it so it's a lot of fun but that is one of my favorite favorite things and everybody always thinks that i'm crazy 
Oh, yes, I know. <laughs> Nobody knows about this but me. I'm convinced of this. Does anybody, does, has anybody ever watched the Scooby-Doo Project? Is that just a me thing? No, no. Okay. Mm -mm. That's a you thing. <laughs> oh, so my I have God. a question. You have to watch it. Yeah. Am I the only one that wanted to punk, punt, kick, scrappy, do? No. No. Scrappy messed <laughs> everything <laughs> up. Well, I almost forgot about Scrappy. Yeah, can't stand sure. Scrappy. Yeah, sorry, I mean, nobody likes Scrappy. You know, well, I'm sorry. Whenever they introduced additional dog characters, it was always screwed up. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you're good. I was just laughing. <laughs> I'm like, don't get me on a bender, man. I'm just, I, I will. I'll be on a tear about this. I'm like, Scrappy screwed everything up. But he, he got his just desserts at the end of the first live action movie, didn't he? Yes, he did. He was the villain. <laughs> I no. love that Mr. Bean was able to like play him as well. And and you're used to Mr. Bean and he's just like, da, 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 da. but then at the end, he got to like really play villain. And I was like, I didn't know he could do that. Yes. Okay. Oh, yes. <laughs> so Eli says that he is familiar with the Scooby-Doo project. He's like, it was the first Scooby-Doo show that gave me a jump scare with the zombie running and screaming through the across the woods. Nice. And I have messed my computer up there with me. <laughs> what did I do? Okay. All right. Okay. So I have more questions about ghost hunting though i know we're on scooby-doo and like everybody i know shannon said something about ghost hunting but i yeah. swear i think everybody in this group has gone on some kind of ghost hunt at some point oh, yeah. in time yeah. and yeah. i just i don't know i think those stories are so much fun i think that's a uh i, guess I need legally, to hear it. legally i should be like no i was never there <laughs> you snuck in, so you so you had to sneak in somewhere to go uh, ghost hunting. Then I plead the fifth. How about the door was cracked <laughs> wide open, and, and we it just was just inviting, right in. and you walked right in. So yeah. we need to hear about this now, Lauren. I always I always just say that's like the curiosity clause. You just you see an open door, you know, and it's like I just wondered what was in there, but I mean, I'm lost. I've never done that though. Someone give me directions to Albuquerque. I'm <laughs> Albuquerque. <laughs> Sorry. So Lauren, we're okay. So let's say that you may or may not have gone on a paranormal investigation somewhere that you shouldn't have been. Where would that may have possibly been? Ah, a couple miles out from where I used to go to college. Mm. Which hey, you know of that, oh, that area. That's the same place that um okay, yeah. All right. So Laura and I went to the same uh -huh. college many, many, <laughs> many years apart from one another. But um evidently the local haunted site was still there. And it's a place called Old Salem Church. And um, yeah, um, and I think we had a conversation about this, and um we were talking about I was, first of all, very shocked that it was still even in existence because it was about to fall down. So did you have any kind of experience while you were there? Uh, I can't remember. I, I'm honestly trying to remember. It's been very many years ago and we I was a college student at the time. 
if that means okay. anything to anyone. So um, a lot of drinking, a lot of drinking more. going on. Yeah, <laughs> we understand that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, um, right. we had more stuff happen on the way there on or on the way back. There was also like this broken down gas station that was in the middle of nowhere, like out in the middle of the country, nowhere near where you think a gas station would be. And we we're like, well, let's pull over and check this out. And it was that was more creepy than the other place. Gumshoe said, I went to the same, I went to said location and someone fired shots at us. Yes, that is true. Gumshoe and I, um, that's why we remember this place. It was very creepy, but we were inside. And of course you had, I think there was more of the building standing when we were there versus when you were there. I think that you may have been there when it was just foundation yeah. versus the entire building. And, um, I think the the cemetery was across the street, but we went in there and of course, you know, you had all of the normal um, college kids that go out and um, mark it up with the graffiti that could or possibly be considered satanic or I don't know. So, you know, it was kind of during that satanic panic phase anyway. So you had all of that going on. Satanic um, panic phase. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then um, we were out there and of course, all of a sudden you start hearing like shotgun shots and everybody in my group starts running and I'm like, what's going on? You know? So yeah, it was, that was my, that was our experience with it. It wasn't so much that um, anything really creepy or out of the ordinary, just somebody firing shots at you. That's why you don't go to places that you're not supposed to. There's my disclaimer. It's like, we don't break into places. Was it on somebody's private property by that time? I know you said yeah, it was a church, probably. but did somebody buy the lot? And it, yeah, I'm assuming, yeah, because they were firing shots at like teenage kids at you. that were at yeah. you towards oh, you. Your direction I just could have been ducking for cover while you know. You know, we live in we we're all in Memphis, so we we don't know. It could just be shots fired randomly. It could be you know somebody shooting at us because we're on their property. We have no idea. So <clears throat> okay. Okay. Yeah, I I didn't think it was anyone um, like was at the time. I believe it. Um, I know when we were there, it was so. I I take it, Shannon, you're getting some feedback from the. Um, I, I think you've got some loud activity going on where you're at. They left. Oh, oh God! <laughs> All right. So Brimstone, he's actually commented a couple of times. There were ghosts at the location of the last photo shoot Shannon and I did with each other. Oh, yeah. um, and we caught one on camera too. Okay, cool. Can um, we see this photo? I know. Can we can we can see we, the photo? I could probably email it to you. Okay, cool. Cool. <laughs> let's yes, let's pull this up. So um, what kind of evidence, while you're looking for that, what kind of evidence have you stumbled across that makes you either believe or, in, in some cases, I mean, I think that our group is very divided. Um, some of us believe, some of us don't, and um, just kind of depends on, so, I mean, what have you seen that makes you believe that, you know, there is something in association with all of this, or, you know, have, you know what have you seen and what have you experienced? My, me? Sure. Anybody. Oh. Um, I'm going to share it there. <laughs> it's you. 
<laughs> okay. Um, I've just had a bunch of so many crazy experiences, I guess. I don't know. It's hard to say. Pick one. I guess the, um, the whole experience with why I wrote my book was probably what did it for me. And then I was able to like validate a lot of that. And we have um, audio evidence to back it up also, which is pretty cool. So wow. that, that solidified it for me for sure. So you said that you, so you commented that you have an attachment. Do you still have the attachment? Were you able to get rid of it? And what did that process look like for you? Uh, I still have uh, the attachment. I feel like okay. she, it, she just comes out more um, at certain times, not um, not consistently like it was. Um, what was it like for me? Mm -hmm. It was torture. Um, I went oh. to a place my, as myself, and I left that place as somebody completely different. I didn't have memory of the night for a while. Um, as I started doing audio and people would talk about it, things would come back here and there. Um, it happened twice. It was one location and then another location. It happened again. And that's when I think it really like stuck on like glue. <laughs> so um, I lost a ton of weight from it. I lost a bunch of friends from it. My whole personality changed. Um, it affected my marriage uh, in some ways but uh, not all, you know, it was just a lot of uh, heavy things that we went through. So it's tough. It, that is something that I think that a lot of people don't think about when they go into um, something like paranormal investigation and they join a group. We had um, a gentleman on with us a couple of months ago by the name of Kevin Thompson, who is a part of a paranormal investigation group. Um, and he also is, um, associated, I do believe, with one of the um, haunted tours here in Memphis and um, has worked with like the local, um, the company's called the Broom Closet and we've talked to them quite a bit, but um, he did, he had an attachment and I mean, it's a very similar situation where he was talking about it really altered his personality. This, this, this guy who's normally just really upbeat, friendly, and everybody wants to be around him became very, um, detached, mopey, um, almost angry from time to time, from what I understand. Um, mm -hmm. Kevin, if you are watching, feel free to chime in and let us let us know. But um, I know he spent a lot of time talking about um, how he was able to get rid of the attachment and some of the people that he had to work through to do it. So, But I think that's something that if you're going out and investigating things like paranormal activity, activity you need to understand that attachments are a part of it that you can end up bringing something back with you that you might not have necessarily banked on going out just for it. Cause a lot of people go out and they do this for fun. They go out and they're just like, Hey, I'm going to go, you know, we're going to go out to this haunted, you know, this haunted house and we're going to walk around and we're going to take pictures. And the next thing they know they've picked up something or um, they've got an attachment. A lot of people bring things home with things they take away from the houses or the, the sites as well. Please stop picking up bricks and rocks from places, y'all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think of like going like antiquing. I'm like, no, you know, unless I knew the person that antique belonged to, like, I'm good. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, yeah. so Shannon, I do have to ask you about, I'm curious about that as a medium. Have you ever gone into an antique store and you're just mm -hmm. like, nope, not going to touch that with a 10-foot pole? 
Um, no, I'm actually really bad. See, I take the things. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I so go in and I'm like, oh, you feel everybody like, out. Yeah, don't come to my house. <laughs> She's like, this thing is haunted and might possibly torment me. I love it. It's <laughs> coming home with me. We're going to name it Bob. <laughs> Okay, so you know how everyone has like their dream vacation locations, like one day I, I want to go to Japan or, you know, uh, do you have places like that that you want to go investigate? Like you're, you're like, these are my goals one day kind of places. Yeah. I would what would love they be? To, I would love to investigate like the pyramids. Oh, or, wow. Yeah, or, like, I'm right there with you. Yep. Or like the White House or like where the, you know. I almost said the, you know, in England, the castle mm -hmm. where they live. Yeah. I don't remember. Windsor? Buckingham Palace. Palace. Buckingham yeah, Palace. Palace. Where am I getting Windsor from? That's uh, that's the other one. Well, there's uh, two palaces. There's Windsor. Yeah. yeah, there's, yeah. I can tell y'all right now, the Tower of yeah. London is like extremely haunted. That's, yeah, oh, that's yeah, the you one. I, wait, you did that? that? I, I went to the Tower of London, yes. And uh. it is. I, I don't know if everyone else smells just like burning hair when they go oh. through there. That is all oh, I could that's smell horrible. the entire time. Everyone else is just like, oh, lovely gardens. And I'm just like, someone is on fire. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, they show you like you literally walk up the staircase. And then go past the room that they had to break down because, like, a child was walled up inside of there alive. And they're like, and you, if you peer in, you can see where he was scratching the walls trying to get out. And you're just like, wow. Okay. Nice. Good. Okay. Um, and then there was, like, a weird experience with some little girl. I saw a, a kid with, like, a cat. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, cool. They have people in costume. Like, I didn't know that they were going to have reenactments of people in costume. And then later come to find out there were no people in costume there. And then there was like a statue of that little girl out in the exit in the garden area. And I was just like, cool. This place is fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the most haunted? And this is just for everybody. What is the, what do you consider to be the most haunted place you've ever visited? probably there <laughs> okay cat <laughs> how about you you know i i if i've experienced things it it would be in the most random places like i have been in like a house and places that have been considered haunted and you know might have felt or salt like had a mild sense of nothing at those places but i will say like hotels are very odd to me. Like Shannon was saying over at the hotel in Gettysburg, I stayed at one and it was a, in Atlanta and it was just like, you know, your typical like Hampton Inn. And I had an experience there and it was in the middle of the night and I was there doing gymnastics. So I was there just, I drove in after work, it was late. And um, I just remember being like really pissed. Like when I got there because the person working the desk was like, oh, here's your room. And it's like on the first floor. I was like, why'd you put me on the freaking, I was about to drop the F-bomb, like the prostitute floor. Like, I guess he thought I was like a hooker coming in because <laughs> I came in late. It was like 12 or one in the morning, but you know, it takes about, you know, a good five, six hours to drive from Memphis to Atlanta. 
And, you know, I was just spending like one night there to compete and then come back home. But I, you know how you have those weird sensations in between um, where you're asleep and when you're awake, like there's this weird kind of like moments like where before you can like wake up and get your bearings. And I, I remember like I woke up in the middle of the night or it wasn't the middle of the night. It was like a couple hours later, like say about three or four in the morning. And it felt like somebody was rattling the door handle on the room. But um, like I, ha I was there with another person who was also with me, who was competing the next day. Like she was on the opposite bed. She was actually on the one that was closer to the door. And I was on the one closer away towards the window. And it sounded to me like somebody got into the room. It like I heard the door open and I could feel somebody coming into the room. And, um, and it was weird because it came for me. It like it walked into the room and it literally like walked up to the bed next to me. And it like I felt something grab me like while I was asleep. And I just like kind of like was just like get off, like just kind of like it was like grabbing my arm or something. And I thought for some reason in the back of my mind, I was thinking it was like a real person. Like it was the person who. um sounded like that. No, I'm just kidding. Um, it, it was almost like it, it, it felt, it felt so real. And then when I got my bearings and I realized like nobody was in the room, nobody grabbed and shook me, you know, like it wasn't a real, so it kind of freaked me out. And like I said, it was just like, you know, your average, like Hampton Inn, it wasn't a, you know, just not in a historical area at all. It was in the suburbs of Atlanta. It was, you know, in the outskirts. So, I don't know. I think strange things that happen can happen anywhere that you go. You know, you don't know what's attached to what, even though a place is historical. Like I believe Lauren, like with the, with the London town, you know, like that type of stuff right there, that, yeah, there's England, I imagine is crawling with all kinds of stuff, but you know, you just don't think when you go book a room for the night, you're going right. to have any kind of those weird experiences. So Right. Shannon, are you okay? Um, I, I, okay. You're, you're back on. So, um, can you, what do you think is probably the most haunted site? And what has been your experience that where you've been, what has been your, what, where have you been that you think is probably the most haunted that you've ever been in? You're on mute. Is that better? Yes. Yeah, um, there's at least two locations that I feel like were the most um, active and the most haunted. Um, one of them was in the town of Babylon. A family called us in because they had a murder in their home like two months prior. And they were having, oh. yeah, it was pretty heavy. They were having nonstop like activity. They were hearing, um, I guess, the residual sounds of it and bangs and stuff. So they wanted us to come in because they felt like they were losing their minds and they wanted proof. I guess that they weren't. So um, we came in and we did our thing for them. We got a lot of evidence. Um, we got the, the, it actually said the woman's name, like it said, I am. And then the woman's name um, that was murdered, which is pretty heavy. So that place was pretty active. Yeah. And then, and then the uh, place in Southampton that uh, I went to, we have, probably like over a hundred EVPs from that place. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So for those of the, for those of 
that might be watching that are not familiar with what an EVP is. Do you mind sharing what that is? And Sure. Um, an EVP is electronic voice phenomena. So basically, um, you have an audio recording device and it can pick up the spirit's voice that we might not be able to hear in real time. So you would go back later on and you might be able to hear it then. Okay. Um, so, because I know that there's a lot of different things that you can get um, interactions through. Um, I know that you do have like um, EVPs, in, which would be like a voice recorder. And then you also have things like, um, what's the little box that um, it like so scans channel? Yeah, so if you're using like the uh, radio scanner, that would be like what we, we call it an RVP, which would be a radio voice phenomena. And mm -hmm. then you have a VP, which is just a voice phenomena. So it's something that you hear in real time. And then okay. there's uh, ITC. So those are like your Ovilus, uh, Echo Vox, Ghost Box, those kinds of scanners where it's just a mm -hmm. database of um, word parts. So it's instrumental transcommunication. So um, you could have water ITC, fire ITC, and all that other stuff too. So there's lots of ways to communicate um, with spirit, I guess, in that kind of sense. So I'm just curious because I know that there's a lot of um, people out there who look at all of these different types of situations. And, um, you know, I've, I've been on several paranormal investigations myself. And mm -hmm. um, as we have mentioned, and there are certain things that I find that are... Um, what I feel are a stretch to make it sound like there's paranormal. And then there's things that I think that are a bit more reliable. Um, if you're working with a, a paranormal investigator group like yours, um, what are the tools and equipment that you would consider the most reliable for picking up activity? Uh, I, the audio, um, the digital audio recorder is usually what we have the best activity on. And then you have regular digital EMF, uh, it, things that can't be interfered with, with um, radio frequencies, because that's what a lot of the shows have things that can be interfered with radio frequencies. So you just tap a walkie talkie. I'm not saying that they do that. I'm just saying that it can be done. Um, but you could tap it with like a walkie talkie and it'll say like the K2 meter, which is the meter that, that has all the lights on it. And they'll say, oh, make this light up twice for yes or once for no. Well, if you lightly hit the thing, it lights up. So mm. that also sets off the REM pod, which is the little circular device that has the lights mm -hmm. and the thing in the middle. If you um, sometimes mm -hmm. if you do walkie transmissions, that'll set it off. Also motion sensors, walkie talkies, radio frequency will set that off too. So, oh. so, so there's a lot of contamination is what you're saying there, on these, uh, so on you these shows. It's always best to stay basic if you want your your most valid, I feel, evidence. You know, it's great to use like a 35 millimeter camera if you could find film and place to develop it because you have your negatives. So therefore, you could prove that there was something actually there and that it wasn't digitally enhanced. Um, you'll get less orbs, uh, water vapor and stuff like that when you use those kind of cameras. The digital cameras are great because they get a lot more... Um, stuff but it also shows a lot more of the water vapor and bugs which they actually give you a warning when you buy the camera if you read it it'll tell you beware those circles are just water vapor or whatever i'm not saying all oh. orbs are but it does have a warning about that um again like a digital recorder we do have so much uh, 
so much equipment. It's disgusting. We have everything. (laughs) It really is. I mean, we have cases upon cases. We've had it laid out like across entire table. It's just disgusting. Duracell Um, loves you. They're sending y'all like Christmas cards. Like, yeah, they should. (laughs) They should. So we, we have everything from like, you know, your basic cameras to like Geiger counters, EMF meters, then you have your ghost scanner, things like that. Uh, We even have this, those, um, one of our members, Julie, bought, you know, those balls with like the lightning static inside mm-hmm. that you touch. So we use that to see if something you can actually see if something's moving it or using that static energy to manifest to do something. So, so we try a lot of experiments with that kind of stuff, too. But we won't say anything is completely valid, like with the ghost box, uh, PSB7 or any of those scanners, unless it's so on point and direct and legitimate to what we're going over. We're the same way with our EVPs. Like they have to be pretty, you know, they have to be something mm-hmm. for us. to. Speaking, know, I would okay, EV- that might be something. Speaking oh, I- of EVPs, what is the most intense one you've ever had? Sorry, Lauren, you're going to actually You're good. Um, okay, so the most intense one we got was at a, a location in Southampton. Um, we were doing a tour, and you could hear me talking because that's all I do is talk too much. Um, so you could hear me talking to the to the people that came on the tour, but in the background you hear a woman screaming like she's being murdered, um, screaming for help. Um, it lasted like a good thirty seconds or maybe a little bit longer, and it was horrible wow. to listen to. That was yeah. probably like the most intense um, audio we got. But we also, you know, all of them are in some way. You know, you get your especially like the little the little ones you know i don't like that yeah that makes me sad so you can't hear that going on while you're talking that woman getting murdered that happened after in your mind after the fact when you go back and listen or did that happen could you is there a way so that uh location i always feel stuff at so i kind of have to um take myself out of it for a second when we do have people there because i don't want to frighten them (laughs) too um and you know i do hear things i don't say things sometimes when i'm with my group alone i'll say things that particular time no i can't say that i I did not hear that in real time but there have been times where i have heard in real time things happening and it is picked up on audio so that's cool too yeah i was about to say that yeah that would be helpful when you're talking and somebody's screaming to be like hold on a second let me stop talking (laughs) acknowledge this woman getting yeah. something <laughs> yeah. or I don't know what's going on to her. Yeah. Yeah. Lauren, were you going to ask something? Oh no, I was going to be incredibly juvenile. Oh no, be incredibly <sighs> juvenile. We love it when you are. She was talking about having the, the lightning balls thing. And I would, I would be the person who's like, all right, spirit, come touch my ball. Touch my ball. ball. (laughs) So you said like lighting, like a lighting ball, not lightning, but lighting. No, like a lightning. Like when you lightning. No, lightning, like the the static. Like you know, like the static. Very, very So like at the science. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. I'm following you now. Okay. I was like, I didn't know. I didn't know if we were talking about like one of those balls you buy for your kids that. We take have it out those in the dark too. and you throw it and it lights up. So yeah, we use those um, too. Okay, okay. I hate to be the party pooper, but we're getting the ticker below, which ah, tells me that we are oh, officially so at the top time. of the hour. Mm-hmm. So um, any last minute thoughts? Picks. What? 
We didn't even share Velma picks. Oh my God, uh, we didn't. Oh uh, yeah, y'all fall. Wait a minute, can we can cosplay of picks real quick? Velma. What was it? Uh, I guess okay, not. I okay. Oh, oh. Uh, oh there's you. All right. There's Lauren. All right. Yay. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I completely forgot that I did that. Oh, okay. Oh. I don't think that's a cosplay, but that's we're not okay a cosplay. With it. <laughs> I absolutely <gasps> love her. There you that's go. me. Thank okay. you. She looks so much like, um, what is her name? Linda Cardellini. Is it Linda Cardellini? That is the former. Somebody tell me who played Velma in the live action. I don't remember her, her name. Oh my gosh. I can't remember her name. Let me look it up. Somebody who's got the Googles. Oh, oh, fun fact. Do y'all remember uh, Legally Blonde where there's like the girl with the giant poofy hair and then she comes up and she's like, if you, yeah, that is her. I did not put that together that <laughs> that is the same actress. Me neither. Um, I just got a direct text that said her name is Linda Cardellini. So, okay. um, oh, nice. you, had it. you had it, right? She's had a wonderful career too, by the way. Oh my God. I mean, she's got um, Velma and she's done Legally Blonde, which mm -hmm. I mean, I know it was kind of a bit part, but um, she's also uh, Hawkeye's wife in the uh, the Marvel series. She's mm. so, I mean, yeah, I'm like, she keeps popping up in all these little things that I'm like, oh wow, there she is. I never recognize her either. It's like she is the role and, and my face doesn't be like, oh, that person is, you know how you, you watch a movie and you're like, this person is this person who played that one, who played that. It, she doesn't register on, on my scale for that. She just, it always blows my mind. So Shannon, if somebody wants to come across you and they want to buy your book and they want to like follow you on Instagram without being creepy stalker, how can they find you? Um, right now they can go to www.adreamwithinascreen.com and that'll lead them right to my Instagram or uh, dream underscore within a scream is my Instagram handle. And I have my Don't book. Don't forget to show the book again. I'm trying to. Okay. <laughs> yes. Let's Isn't see the it? book again. Can you see it? Beautiful. Yes. Backwards. We have a picture of it too. So let's flash Yay. that up real quick. Da, da, da. There you Thank go. Thank you. The cover art on that is gorgeous. Who is it your is. photographer? Is that oh, by chance? Roy. 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 Just Roy. It's just Roy. Just Roy. That's okay. Yeah, Roy doesn't need a last name. Roy is okay. I have to give like, him his thing. Hold it's on. like Roy the photographer, like Bob the drag queen. It's Roy, Roy the photographer. Awesome. I was thinking Bob the builder. I'm sorry. It's you went Roy to drag queen. I went to toddler. Queen. Yeah. Roy underscore imager. Imager. Okay. Ah. He's okay. awesome. He's awesome. Oh, the images that we've seen are gorgeous. So, because um, yeah, I think we used a couple of those um, for the advertisement as well. So, Yay. those were gorgeous. So, Thank all right. You. So, I do believe with that, I'm going to say pleasant screams and we will ah. see you next time. Bye. 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 One of these days, we've got to do the whole like, I don't know.